Welcome to Ask the Expert, an award-winning daily series from 8.30 to 9am to help small businesses. If you've got any questions, then ask them in the comments of the live feed. If you need any more advice, you can join the Intuit official QuickBooks SMB community group on Facebook, where accountants and business experts are on hand 24-7. During the live session, we'll be running a poll, so please do engage with it and I'll reveal the results at the end. I'm Ellie, the founder of This Girl Talks Money, which is a financial education platform which I set up. I originally trained as a lawyer and I left my legal career behind for marketing, initially in traditional well-being. But behind the scenes, conversations with friends led me to constantly be asking why the personal finance industry wasn't engaging with 20 and 30-somethings. The idea for This Girl Talks Money sparked and started out as a blog and just a social account. That was in 2019, and it's now developed two years later into a financial well-being business, working with brands and with individuals to help them to develop financial well-being content and helping individuals having trained as a financial coach. Starting a business in the pandemic has been really challenging. I started just before the pandemic kicked off in 2019, and I was very much in the early stages of the business when we got to 2020. And the importance of building business connections has been really, really important, especially online. Initially, as a lot of us felt, I imagine that it wasn't as ideal as it could have been to start with meeting people and building those networks online only. But you work with what you've got and fast forward a year and I've got some brilliant connections and support networks in business, some of whom I've never met in real life. Increasingly, there's a focus on financial well-being and that's because so many people are really struggling having had a year of the pandemic and the financial implications of that, especially small business owners who have been hit hard financially. So. What is financial well-being? Well, there are lots of different ideas of what financial well-being is. And increasingly, it's being considered in amongst all of the other types of well-being like health and fitness. But for me, financial well-being is about having a plan. It's about feeling calm and confident. It's not about having loads of money necessarily at all. It's about being in control of your financial situation, whatever that might be. It's about knowing that you have the ability and the knowledge to make financial decisions that are going to be right for you and for your future. There isn't a right or a wrong way to do financial well-being at all. It's about understanding what your financial goals are and helping yourself to get closer to those goals step by step. It's also really important to remember that financial well-being is not an end destination. It's a journey, much like physical well-being and mental well-being. Then there are lots of different things that you can do to start improving your well-being. But there will also be ongoing challenges when it comes to financial well-being. So the aim of focusing on your financial well-being is to set yourself up in the best way possible to tackle any of those challenges head on. Just to start off, then I'm going to give you a few tips that I have found that can help you to improve your financial well-being and to find financial well-being 
if it's something that you're not familiar with. First off, remember that you are not your bank balance. It can be so challenging, especially when you are a small business owner, to associate your self-worth with your bank balance and how successful your business is. Especially in a time when we're increasingly seeing lots of people shouting about how much money they're making and how well they're doing. Then it can be really challenging to remove yourself from that environment. But it's really, really important to separate yourself and your worth from the business. Remember, secondly, to reflect on your emotional relationship with money. Think about what it is that triggers you and what it is that presses those buttons where you can feel like you're out of control financially. For example, for some people, being stressed might lead you to spend more money. And try and reflect on your emotional relationship there with money. What is it that is triggering that, that stress, and see how you can replace your spending in that instance with another coping mechanism. Perhaps it's going for a walk or having a time out where you just read a book and disconnect from the world. And thirdly, protect yourself and your environment. It's again, very challenging. We're in a world where we're hyper-connected and especially when you're running a small business and you can feel like you need to be working all of the time. I know how that feels. And especially in the last year where we've basically been stuck indoors, then there has been a temptation for lots of small business owners just to keep on working and not to take any time out for yourself. So remember to protect yourself and your environment. When I say that, I mean setting boundaries. So for example, making sure that you have time away from your business, have time away from screens, and away from your email. Leave your phone at home and go for a walk and just switch off. Or set yourself a boundary, so 9 p.m. or I mean, whatever time works for you, that you're not going to look at any more work-related content. Give yourself a book to read, which is fiction, or where you can escape from business. Because again, it can be so easy just to end up always reading things that are related to your work, and it can be really draining. So Remember to protect yourself and the environment around you, and that will help you to start to find that well-being and help you to feel a little bit calmer around your finances. So hopefully those are some tips just to get you started with finding that financial well-being. So in a few minutes, we're going to take some questions and we're going to explore um, what financial well-being means for all of you and how you can start to find that financial well-being. Another tip that I have found has been really helpful for me is to make sure that I detach myself from the competitors around me. There are some brilliant things about having competitors that you're friends with, and I definitely am, but there is a limit. And if you don't do that, then you can find yourself wrapped up in comparison all of the time. And it can become really toxic. So again, particularly when it comes to the money and the finances, when you're trying to maintain and find that well-being, then try to avoid comparison as much as possible. So now we're going to take some questions. We've got a question here from Lydia 
on Facebook Messenger, who says, I started my own business about six months ago. And even though it's been the dream for a long time, I find myself feeling stressed over the unpredictable income. How did you deal with this in the beginning when you set up your business? Thank you for that question, Lydia. I completely understand what you're talking about and where you're coming from here. So I think that it is a inevitable part of being a new business owner that there is a bit of unpredictability and a bit of discomfort around that unpredictable income. The way that I handled that was that I transitioned into running my business full time. And that for me looked like having several different things going on and different income streams. For lots of people, it will mean that they stay in their full-time job while they start setting up the business and gradually reduce their hours so that they can then increase the focus on the business. Or in my situation, what it meant was doing other work. So I also work as a marketing consultant and have been doing so before I set up This Girl Talks Money. So it's been a bit of a transition. And as This Girl Talks Money has grown, then I have reduced the amount of marketing work that I do. But that has helped to maintain a level of income, although it has still fluctuated very much. Then it has meant that I can get different, I have income coming from different sources, which helps to not rely too much on one income stream, which is the business, and can take off a little bit of that pressure. So I hope that is a bit helpful for you. We've got another question from Joshua on Twitter DM. Joshua says, hi, Ellie, how do you get brands to work with you? Do you reach out to them yourself or do they come to you? Again, brilliant question. It really does depend. And there are very different approaches to this and um, different attitudes that you can, can take towards it. So, Personally, because I have a lot of things going on and I've been doing a lot of things in my business, like I mentioned there, I've been doing the consultancy as well as building This Girl Talks Money, then most of the the brand partnerships and work that I've done with brands have been where brands or their PR agencies have contacted me directly. However, you definitely can reach out to brands. And if that's something that you're looking to do, I would definitely recommend putting together some basic information about your business, putting together some of your key statistics and being really clear when you speak to the brand about what it is that you are looking for in terms of a partnership. I actually spend quite a lot of time for a brand working on their partnerships. So on the flip side, so I do see this a lot and I see how people approach the brand. And there are ways that really do work really well and ways that don't work so well. And What I can definitely say is that if you are an authentic fan of that brand, it definitely can come across. So make sure you do your research, make sure you know what you're doing and why you are a beneficial partner to that brand and basically sell yourself to them. And that is normally the best way for success. So thank you for that question. We've got Nega from Twitter DM who has said, Money has always been a complex topic for me. I have anxiety looking at my account and I find it difficult to talk about with people close to me. Do you have any advice on how I can start to change this? Absolutely. And thank you so much for that. That is something I think a lot of people listening are going to resonate with. I think money is one of the most complex topics out there and we often avoid talking about it 
because it makes us so uncomfortable, especially if you're in Britain. Um, but that is part of why I set up this Girl Talks Money. I really want to open that conversation and help people to talk about money more. If you're finding it difficult to look at your bank account, there are a few things that you can do. So one thing I often say to clients is to try to take the emotion out of the numbers. When we find it stressful looking at a bank account, it's because we are attaching emotion and value to those numbers. And the best way to remove that is by reminding yourself that they are simply just numbers. And the best way that you can do that, again, is to keep looking at them. By not looking at them, you give the power to those numbers and you create that fear and the longer you don't look at them, the harder it becomes to, to finally open up your bank account and to look at them in the face. And the emotion and the tension builds up. So what I would recommend here, and it might sound really difficult to start with, but it is to start by setting yourself a reminder every day to log in and check your bank account. It might sound crazy, but if you do this every day, you will start to take the fear away. What will happen is that you will log in and if you're looking at it every day, that number isn't going to change dramatically. It's going to change very marginally and you can start to become used to it. So you'll become familiar with it and you'll start to take control. And by creating a habit where you have to log in every day, you remove the thinking and the anxiety and it means that you are going to do it every day without fail. There might be days where you don't want to, but if you can push through that, and look at that account, look at that number, you will feel a lot better eventually. You will start to feel more in control and less afraid of what is going to appear on your screen. So I really, really encourage you to do that. In terms of talking to people, again, it's a hugely challenging topic. And what I would always recommend people to do is to try and firstly, think about the environment that you're in. So rather than when you're tired and you're a bit irritable and you try and start a conversation then, think about where you can have a upbeat, positive environment to talk about money. So potentially go to a coffee shop or go for a walk, somewhere which is a bit more relaxing. When it comes to bringing up the topic, a really good trick that I like to use and to encourage people to use is to think about a reference which is cultural potentially, where you can bring in the topic of money. So something like, oh, a podcast that I listened to or an article I read in the news, which can segue into talking about the topic of finances. It can feel really overwhelming and it can be really difficult, but another tip is really try not to judge what you hear. This is one of the biggest causes of arguments when it comes to money and relationships and with friendships and family is the judgment. So when you're having that conversation, really try to hold back reacting and let the person that you're talking to speak openly and honestly. Thank you so much for those questions. I really hope that that was super helpful and feel free to ask it away if you've got anything else. I've got another question here from Joanna on Instagram DM. Do you have any advice on building a web page? I want to build a simple one to showcase my offer as a consultant, but I'm not technical. Did you do it yourself or did you get help? Great question. I actually built my first website by myself and I used a platform called Wix to do that one, but I have recently upgraded my website and I did get help to do it because 
one thing that I have realized is that websites look really easy, but they are really, really difficult to do and to do well, especially. Um, the benefit of using lots of different platforms that you can use WordPress, Squarespace, which they all do have a lot of templates where you can start to use them. But if it's something that you really want to do well, then I would recommend that you get some help and it can actually be quite cost effective. It doesn't have to be really expensive. So thank you for that and good luck with that website. We've got Blanche from Facebook Messenger who has said, talking about your salary seems like a taboo topic. Do you think it can be beneficial for our financial well-being if we start to be more transparent with salary and our financial situation? I absolutely love this question. This is one of my favorite topics. And I was actually talking about this last week with some friends because yes, in answer, I think that salary transparency is one of the most important things that we can do and we can encourage in terms of financial well-being. I think that there are so many benefits to salary transparency. One huge one being that at the moment there is still a huge gender pay gap and there are lots of reasons why but one being that women often don't know what other women and particularly men in their environment in their in their companies are being paid so it's really difficult to ask for more money added to which women are not as good as men typically at asking for more money so talking about your salary is really really helpful I understand why it's to be because people attach again their self-worth often to their salary which as much as I can say I really want to encourage you not to do that I know it can be really hard but what it is really important to do is to try and remove again the emotion from that number. If you're going to go into a conversation with somebody about your salaries and it's somebody that works at a similar level to you, think about what the potential outcomes of that conversation could be and how you're going to feel. How are you going to feel if that person reveals that they're getting paid £10,000 more than you for the same job and vice versa? How are you going to feel if you find out that they're getting paid less than you for the same job? And if you play through those scenarios in your head, it can set you up better to go into that conversation. And again, remember that most of the time in that conversation, it's not the individual person who has decided that salary. It's a bigger company. It's someone that's sitting higher up. So remember not to take out any frustration or anger on that person if you get an answer that you don't like and be objective about it. Take the facts and then think about them and then work out how you're going to present your case if you're looking for a pay rise to the person that is in charge of deciding how much you're paid. Think about what you're bringing to the company, think about the justification for that pay rise and try to remain not emotional as hard as it might be. Okay, I've got a question here from Isma from Instagram DM. Isma says, good morning. I've never saved and this past year I've realised how important that is. Having lost my job due to COVID, I could have been in a totally different situation if I had saved up for rainy days. I finally have a new job again and I'm going to start my saving journey. Do you have any advice for a newbie? Amazing. That is such good news. So firstly, congratulations on getting a new job and for, for taking control, for saying that you want to start on this journey. That is absolutely brilliant. Um, I'm really pleased to hear that. So how to start saving? 
there are so many different methods and different people have different views on this. But what I would say is to pay yourself first. And what this simply means is that you just need to set aside an amount of money each month to put into savings, but do it right at the payday. So start small. It doesn't have to be a huge amount. Lots of people, when they say pay, when I say pay yourself first, panic and think I'm saying, you know, put 50% of your paycheck into savings straight away. All I'm talking about here is maybe five or 10%. Set up a direct debit and put that straight away when you get paid into savings account. And then do the rest of your budget on what is left. That way, it means that you can really set yourself up to make sure you've got savings being prioritized. If you wait until the end of the month, then you're unlikely to have much money left to be able to save. And that is when it becomes tricky. Then if you've got something that you want to buy, then you get another priority that crops up, then you can often forget to put the money in savings. But if you've paid yourself first, then you've got that money set aside and looking after you, and you'll be surprised at how quickly it can add up. But the other thing that, again, I would really encourage you to do, whatever it is, is to make sure that you have got a budget. A budget is really important and is going to help you to stay on top of your finances and to make sure that you've got that money set aside for the future. So hopefully that is really helpful. Um, I really hope that you can and that that will work and that you can start to save in your new job and start to move forward with that. Okay, we've got one more question here from Druff on Twitter DM, who says, Hi Ellie, have you come across any challenges setting up your business? And if so, what have you learned? Wow. Um, okay, <laughs> so many challenges. Um, so thank you for that question. In terms, yes, of challenges, well, one of the biggest challenges that I have found personally has been staying confident in what I'm doing. And admitting that feels a bit hard, um, especially to lots of people, but I think it is a really difficult part of setting up a business. And especially when you look around you and you see lots of people doing really well um, and lots of people that are doing similar things, then it can be really tempting to think, okay, I'm not doing anything unique here or is what I'm doing good enough? Is it special enough? And it can be really, really difficult. It can really set you back. Um, so that is something I have found a challenge. I've had to really work hard to, to make sure that I can believe in what I'm doing and I can push myself forward and build that business in a way that reflects what I want to do that helps people that does something different to everything else out there and to also just believe that I can actually do that so don't be surprised at all if you have those moments of self-doubt in setting up a business um, whatever it is because there are always going to be hiccups. And I think, again, I know we talked about it earlier, but one challenge definitely has been um, has been the, in the, um, the, the unevenness of income and the unpredictability of it. But again, try and set up a budget. Have a basic idea of what you need to be making as well as what you want to be making and focus on those numbers. Having those different income streams can really, really help with that. And... We've got one question here from Harvey on Instagram DM, who says, 
I feel that people close to me are more financially stable and can do more than I can as they have a higher salary. This sometimes leads to me spending more than I feel I can to not miss out. Do you have any advice on how I can start a conversation about this with friends? I still want to do things together. This is a brilliant question. And actually, I have a podcast called Money Unfiltered where we discuss this conversation as well, um, because I think it's really, really difficult, especially when you have got friends where there is a significant pay difference. What I can say here, what I can recommend is to try and have those conversations as early as possible and to really take charge of the conversation because what typically happens in a lot of scenarios like this is that a higher paid friend will suggest something to do, suggest a restaurant to go to or an activity or a holiday. And if you're not in charge of that conversation, then you can quite quickly feel like you have to just go along with it and you can't control that conversation. You can't say no because you'll be raining on the parade of your friends. But what I'm going to say here is something really important to keep in mind, which is that your friends are not your friends because of what you get paid. Your friends are your friends because they like you and they want to spend time with you. And I'm quite confident that if your friends knew that you were feeling under pressure and that you were feeling uncomfortable about the amount of money that you're having to spend to keep up with them, then they would be quite upset and they would also definitely be happy to adjust the plans and to keep in mind what it is that you can afford. So what I would say is as much as possible, try to lead those conversations. If someone says, can we arrange to go for a dinner? Quite quickly say, absolutely, I'd love to do that. Can we go to this place or this place? Or just say, you know, i I've got a budget, I've not got loads allocated at the moment to X, Y, Z, or I've got lots of other things to pay for. I'd love to join you. Could we go somewhere a little bit cheaper? Could we stick to this budget? It might feel uncomfortable the first time, but I guarantee you it will get better. And the more you have those conversations, the better it will feel. And your friends, I promise, will understand and they will be glad that you raised that conversation because the last thing most of us want is for our friends to feel like we're putting them under pressure and putting them in a difficult position. And we've got the final question here from Caleb on Facebook Messenger who says, what strategy has worked for you to grow and market your business? I want to start my own consulting business and I need to set a strategy for myself would be interesting to hear what's worked well for you. Thank you for that question. Um, that is a really good question. I um, My main way of marketing myself has been using my own marketing skills, to be honest. Um, I have got quite a lot of experience in marketing and it's really, really helpful to have that, but there is lots that you can do. That's the good news. So one thing that you can do is to start building a profile on a social media platform. Whichever platform that is, I would say choose it based on where your ideal audience are. So think about whether it's businesses, whether it's individuals, whether it's creatives, whether it's younger people, whether it's older people, and just start to build a presence and start to get in on conversations, join conversations that are already going on so that you can start to build that presence and build that network as well. So I hope that is helpful. So we've now got the poll results. 
So we asked you, do you feel that you have found financial well-being? And 100% of you said no, which is not a surprise as much as I would absolutely love it to be a surprise. Financial well-being is something that is still so new to us. And it's a really difficult journey to start on. But the fact that you're all here and listening is really encouraging. As I said at the start, start taking those few small steps. Think about what it is that triggers you, what it is that makes you feel challenged when it comes to money. Have a reflection session on your your attitudes and your approach to money growing up. Think a little bit about the conversations that you had or the messages that you heard when you were younger about money and just start to question them. There are lots of different resources and questions and prompts out there and on my website, which I will tell you in a second, and then there are some great starting points in some of the blog posts as well if you're ready to start on the journey towards financial well-being. So thank you so much all for tuning in this morning. If you do want to get in touch with me, then you can contact me on Instagram at thisgirltalksmoney or you can reach me on email at hello at thisgirltalksmoney.com. Coming up tomorrow on Ask the Expert, we've got an Earth Day celebration. We've got Tommy Eaton and Rebecca Dudbridge, who are the founders of Bamboo Brush. So you can tune in tomorrow to learn how to build a brand that helps the planet. Don't forget to join the official Intuit QuickBooks SMB group on Facebook, where accountants and business experts are on hand 24-7. It has been so great to answer all of your questions. Thank you so much for so many brilliant questions and have a great day, everybody.